0: Hello, and thank you so very much for tuning into the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast. This show is dedicated to the memory of my big sister, Rebecca, a fan of all things pop culture, particularly the people, places, and things that defined the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Welcome aboard this pop culture time machine. I'm Amy Lewis. This is episode number 86, our top 10 favorite food, snack, and beverage mascots, primarily of the 1980s and 1990s, with triple-time guest... Mr. Jason Lady. Jason let me know that he's been very much fascinated by food mascot since he was a little kid. So we decided to put together a show about it and it was absolutely fantastic and so much fun. Oh my goodness. So this episode is a little bit longer than the ones that I do for the most part, but I think it will feel like you're hanging out with us in the living room or something like that. It was so much fun. I laughed so hard It was really fun to take a deep dive into food, snack, and beverage mascots with Jason, who has become a really great friend to the show. So please enjoy this fascinating list of food mascots. Enjoy. Okay. All right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning into the Pop Culture Retrospective podcast and this evening for the third time, he is the thir- he is the very first person to be a triple threat on the show. I uh, you know, it's a it's a coveted coveted award. It's you know, it's up there with, you know, like the five-timers club on uh, on SNL. But I am joined this evening by uh Mr. Jason Arlady. He is an author. He has been on the show a couple of times to talk about his really fantastic fun book series and to talk about 80s movie soundtracks and this evening he has come back to discuss a topic that I think I'm just going to let you say what it is because it's just so was such a brilliant idea but he is here to discuss another sort of pop culture related topic that I had so much fun researching so Jason if you want to just kind of introduce yourself real quick and then I'll let you describe sort of your um idea for the premise of tonight's uh, show.
1: Sure, thank you Amy. Uh, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me back. I had no idea that I was your only uh third no. time guest, triple third guest. Third timer.
0: <laughs> yep, I've had a I had a couple of two first, but you're the first uh Three okay. Points. Yeah. We well, you
1: know I'm glad, you know, my friends and my wife, probably the first to attest that I have a lot of trivia and knowledge floating in my head that kind of doesn't get a lot of outlets. So I'm really <laughs> glad to have a place
0: where I can take it and,
1: yes. uh, and be helpful to, to some extent. So oh, I'm really definitely. glad really glad about that. But um, yes, I'm Jason Lady And uh, Amy, you know, you said uh, I am a writer of uh, books for middle school kids. I have three books called The Magic Pen Adventures. Uh, there are Monster Problems, Super Problems, and Time Problems, um, available wherever books are sold. Uh, that's kind of my side hustle. I have a day job working in human resource-related uh, jobs. Um, and uh, like uh, we've already been saying, I enjoy talking about, thinking about, overthinking about uh Popular culture, uh, especially popular culture uh, that is retro uh, from the eighties, especially as well as the early nineties uh, and and the seventies to some extent as well. So it's mm-hmm. great to be back.
0: Yeah, that was that was so fun, and you offered so much interesting information and such creative lists and your perspective on stuff from your childhood and the sentimentality and your memories of stuff was just so much. Fun And you're such a just very eloquent, uh, informative speaker. So it's been really fun to have you on the show. So when you said you wanted to come back and discuss this, I was very excited. So thank you. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your, uh, your thought behind this evening's show topic?
1: Sure. I think that you and I were uh, exchanging Instagram messages, maybe. And I think I randomly said at one point that I have an abnormal fascination with food mascots of all kinds, Uh, not even just cereal. You know, we always think of cereal, but there are other things that have a food mascot on it. And I think you kind of alighted on that and said, hey, we should do a show about that. Uh, I hadn't even thought about it. But this is a topic that I have devoted an abnormal probably amount of thought to (laughs) (laughs) over the course of my whole life actually i don't know why i think it's these uh these colorful characters i think they're a lot of fun um and uh that just the whole they they show up on the food packaging and the tv commercials you see them in the grocery store you see them on tv they're they're kind of omnipresent and Mm -hmm. uh, there's just something about them that uh, that has fascinated me
0: yes absolutely and i i totally agree with you i don't think i'm quite to the degree as as you know maybe um I don't know if obsessive is the right word as you are but I but I'm definitely very intrigued by this kind of stuff and we were just saying before we started recording the show I think my sort of obsession thing is abandoned buildings and why did this you know restaurant go out of business what what business used to be here that's kind of my sort of obsession and I watch a lot of stuff about abandoned malls and people going in there and you know why did this mall fail and and all that stuff so but yeah when we the thought came up to discuss mascots uh, of food products. I was right on board with that because I am definitely a sucker for marketing. Um, I've definitely been teaching my kids a lot about uh, commercial jingles and sort of why people do that and how, you know, it helps people remember things and how I still remember a lot of really random commercials from when I was a kid and, and who their mascots were. You know, I couldn't take a geometry test and pass it. But if somebody said, you know, what was that commercial for carpet in the 1980s like, I could recite it, you know, verbatim. So that's, you know, helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is your superpowers. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So this topic was just uh, just right up my alley. So I appreciate you uh, coming back to discuss it because this was um, a lot of fun to put together. So. Um, Yeah, so before we get into, we're going to do our sort of, like we did with the the movie soundtrack episode, we're going to kind of go back and forth with our top five lists and maybe some honorable mentions so we have a a top 10 list. But before we discuss our lists, I wanted to just share kind of where sort of this whole mascot with food thing sort of comes from and why people do it, which I thought was just really interesting. So I found an article from Mashed.com, which I actually... I feel like I referenced a lot for this uh, particular episode. It's a great website with a lot of covers a lot a multitude of topics but definitely a lot of pop culture stuff which is cool. Um so mash.com writes quote whether it's the suave Chester Cheetah, Cheetos, the jovial Lucky the Leprechaun, Lucky Charms, or the dapper Mr. P- Mr. Peanut, Planters, fictional figures are often directly associated with food and beverage brands. Many of these beloved mascots have certain attributes in common, and certainly not by coincidence. According to The Takeout, consumers across generations are drawn to anthropomorphism, the connection of human characteristics and behaviors to objects or other non-human beings such as animals, via Psychology Today. In fact, a 2013 psychology and marketing study revealed that these subjects reacted more favorably to images of animals with human-like physical qualities than to images of animals with no anthropomorphic features at all. This theory might explain why the quirky M&M's mascots have faces, limbs, and unique personalities. After all, M&M's are one of the best-selling Halloween candies in the nation, according to candystore.com, end quote. And I will make sure to leave a link to that article. There's a little bit more in there. Um, on com, but i just thought that was very interesting of why you know a lot of food brands use characters like that so yeah that is interesting interesting tidbit yeah
1: not just because they're cute it resonates in the human psyche in some right right
0: you know it's like i would have bought that bag of chips but because you didn't have a um an elephant that had human arms and legs i'm not going to buy them Right. <laughs> it's, very, it's interesting uh, Interesting what, what people sort of connect with. So um, That is. It, yeah. it,
1: I think it makes it stick in your mind versus just a generic package that might have like a color or a logo or whatever, unless there's that kind of one thing, that kind of icon to hold on to. Right. Um, I think a lot of products do kind of fade into the background. The ones that kind of come to the forefront have the Jolly Green Giant or, you know, whatever <laughs> right. on them and really yeah. stand out. Uh, it's it, it's funny. It, yeah. it works. Though. It
0: clearly yeah, works. Definitely. Um. yeah, so why don't we'll get uh, we'll get started. And I don't know if yours are in any particular order. I know mine are not until I get to my last one will be sort of my creme de la creme of the mascots. But for me, mine are sort of not really in any particular order. They were just the ones that were sort of memorable to me growing up um, in the in, in the 80s and 90s. So, okay.
1: Yeah, great. Yeah, mine are mine are ranked. Uh, just like okay. when we did the music one, mine were ranked because uh, I wait. I think way too much about these things. <laughs> so, and honestly, I found it fun when I sat down to do this. I was like, "This is amusing." Yes. Uh, Quick little story about my love of food mascots. And that is I was in a vintage toy store years ago with a friend and they had all these bobbleheads that were all different cereal box mascots. Ooh. And I was tempted to start a collection right then and there with the Yummy Mummy, who is from the uh, Halloween cereal line. And yes. my friend said, don't do it, Jason. Don't do it. It's a slippery slope. You buy <laughs> one of those, you're going to have all of them and they're going to take up your whole house. And he was right. He was able to dial it back. But the impulse was there. <laughs> the impulse yeah.
0: There. Well, good so, for you for refraining. That's so hard.
1: We have to. It is. We have to know when to restrain ourselves. That's right. And, That's uh, right. Our, the, our worst impulses. So, regardless, uh, to start my list out, uh, number five, um, I have the Lucky Charms Leprechaun at number oh, five. Yes. Last time with Lucky Charms. Oh no! Stuck up here with a whale of the rainbow and squirrel whale marshmallow is in the cereal. Come on, let's get him down. And how long will there be squirreled whale marshmallows and Lucky Charms? That's still up in the air. But you kids can help Lucky of the whale get down on boxes of Lucky Charms. Part of this nutritious breakfast. We all remember him. Uh, did Indeed. you know that he has, an, he has another name? Uh, Sir Charms is another name that he has. I think lesser really? known. Yeah, that was a bit of trivia I did not know when I was researching uh, Lucky. He was made in 1963, like a lot of these were. Mm-hmm. Um and as a New Englander, do you know this? He was briefly replaced by Waldo the Wizard, but only mm. in New England on Lucky Charms boxes. Only in New England. Isn't that wild? In a region of a country, they would do that. I think that would be right. more than it's worth. Yeah. Where did they draw the lines? You know? I don't know. That's um, interesting.
0: Yeah. I wonder why out of all the areas, because I think, isn't. I mean, Boston has a lot of Irish. Um, I thought maybe. that too. Yeah.
1: Of all places, British why population? would they back away from the leprechaun? Yeah. Right. Uh, New England. No, yeah. you're right. I the fighting Irish. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah. Um so regardless, um Yeah. I thought that was kind of odd, a regional cereal mascot. That's, I've never heard of that before, but I've always liked him. Um, I think that he's a, you know, he's a really cute little guy. Um, The the kids are always trying to get the cereal from him and he's always out running them. And there's, there's a theme with all these cereal mascots, right? A lot of them are like trying to keep the cereal away from the kids or the kids are trying to take it from them and, uh, you know, create some, create some conflict, I suppose. But I always liked him for his little jingle frosted lucky charms. They're magically delicious. And him rattling off, whatever the lineup of marshmallows were at that point in time when you mm-hmm. saw the commercial. Yeah. Uh, so he there there are the OG marshmallows, as I think of them, the Pink Hearts, the Yellow Moons, the Orange Stars, the Purple Horseshoes, the Green yes. Clovers, and the Blue Diamonds. I consider those six to be the main six, and I feel My like there's it. always four or five of those in the mix at any given time. But uh, there are a few others. I'm not going to read all of them because there are lots of limited edition marshmallows over the years. There's a crazy (laughs) list on Wikipedia you can look at. It's insane.
0: Limited edition, um, that is hysterical.
1: It is. Uh, 1991 brought us green trees. Uh, 1992 brought us rainbows. Blue moons in 1995. Leprechaun hats in 1997. Shooting stars in 1998. Crystal Balls in 2001, uh, Keys in 2005, and that one would only appear when you put milk in the cereal. It's very oh. interesting. Yeah, I'd I'd be a little suspicious to eat that. I was and... going to
0: say, somebody, some food engineer spent a lot of time
1: time to make that work and a lot of kids hovering around their bowl like oh when's the key gonna appear you know right kind of fun and then uh, hourglasses in 2008 and unicorns in 2018 so i love the variety i love how it shifts over time i love how the leprechaun rattles off all the uh marshmallows at the moment like i said so he is my number five lucky the leprechaun
0: awesome okay yes my I don't think I, I I was never a a huge fan of Lucky Charms, but I will say my sister was a loved Lucky Charms. Mm. And, you know, I think unfortunately those, um, sugar, you know, pieces did not do her, uh, did not do her teeth any favors, but, um, that's, that's, Uh. that's for another time, but yes, that was definitely a very, uh, memorable cereal and, you know, still on the, uh, on the shelves today. So that's certainly a testament to it's, uh, Staying power. And I'm sure that mascot has had a lot to do with it because he's so, um, yeah, so memorable. So so memorable. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I'm a total opposer. I've rarely eaten that cereal in my life uh, or that it pops out at me. But yeah, we weren't into, we weren't allowed to have sugary cereals much when I was a kid. So it was never in our house ever. And what I'm told, there is a version you could buy now that's only marshmallows marshmallows only and I'm like wow I think that's a sign that we as a society have given up to some extent (laughs) (laughs) oh my
0: god that I don't think I could I could eat like one spoonful and then to, oh, that'd be I oh had to turn
1: inside out. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was horrified to learn that that is a thing, but yeah. apparently it is. So Amy, you have kids, you know, next grocery store trip.
0: Oh, <laughs> <me> a <laughs> There's a reason why they don't go with and we do like uh, groceries to go. I don't so. blame you. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. They would eat that all day, every day if they could. Oh my god, they would succumb to the the marketing for sure.
1: Oh, I'm so, sure. Then they'd be hyper after that. Yeah, I right. To with it,
0: yeah. <laughs> right. Because they don't have enough energy, you know. Right, yeah, as it they is. Energy, they need more. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh man. All right. So yeah. So like I said, mine aren't really in a in a particular order per se. They're just sort of like in the order that they kind of came to my mind as I was thinking back about mascots with with food and snacks and stuff like that. So. I'll just say for the sake of, you know, following an order is my number five is the cool spot. Who is the mascot for seven up.
1: When you have a taste for the holidays, you want a soft drink that tastes like the holidays. You want the crisp, clean choice. That's everyone's favorite icebreaker. Seven
0: up. The Uncola.
1: Because you never know
0: who might drop in. Stop by the Winter Wonderland for holiday savings on all 7-Up products. And make the season bright. Uh, Which began as a mascot in 1987. And I feel like there was a big, I don't know if there was a big push or something for 7-Up in the, you know, the 80s. Because I feel like I remember, I don't know if you grew up playing this game, but Thumbs Up, 7-Up. We Mm -hmm. would play during um, like indoor recess and stuff. So I don't know if maybe the 7-Up Corporation, which is under not just 7-Up, but maybe they like donated a lot of money to schools or something that we were all of a sudden (laughs) playing thumbs up, 7-Up every single, you know, indoor recess. Um, So this is interesting. So, So that started in 1987. And the Cool Spot mascot is a red circle, which was like a, there was a red circle on the logo. I think might still be on the 7-Up logo. Um, so, it's a red circle with arms and legs. The hands were covered in white gloves and the feet were, um, had sneakers on them. So, which is kind of the theme, I feel like, for a lot of these mascots is it's a, yeah, animal or random figure. And they always have white gloves and sneakers on because, God forbid, a mascot, you know, wears something else. Right. So, <laughs> That was a common common theme that you'll see in, in some of mine. Uh, cool Spot did not talk; I think kind of made noises, and the mascot was so popular that uh, I think it's a he. I think they were. It's been referred to as a he. Um, had its own Sega game in 1993. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. which is like. It's like really, can we not think of any other of video games? <laughs> Let's think of a mascot from a kid's kid's uh, snack or you know a dr- or a beverage. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, and one thing I forgot to say about Cool Spot's outfit is or accessories is that it also included uh, black sunglasses, which is another reoccurring theme. So it's the sunglasses that are black, the gloves, the white gloves, and sneakers are. Are that's like the three the the uh, you know yeah. the holy the holy trinity of of mascots <laughs> in the, uh, in the eighties and nineties are, are those things. yeah,
1: Heaven forbid they are in their bare feet. Yes. <laughs> right. That would just be,
0: so, could you imagine like, like cool spot with, yeah, like just like black feet and it'd just be very bizarre. So kind of yeah. makes sense. And uh, I can't quite find a date when cool spot was, you know, not, not so cool apparently and was discontinued, but I think it was somewhere around the late 1990s or, um or early two thousands. So. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a sign. Uh, sometimes uh, I think sometimes where you can find out or at least you're vaguely aware of, like generally where they started mm. in time, but like not noticing that they disappeared until right. like, just now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't see him around anymore. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, yeah. He has disappeared. You know, speaking of the gloves, I feel like that's a tradition going all the way back to probably Mickey Mouse. Yes. You know, wearing the random white gloves. Was that a thing in the 30s and 40s to walk around with? You know, with the white gloves on, checking for dust. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think part of it had to do with actually with animation and when things were actually hand drawn. Mm-hmm. I think it was easier to use the glove for some reason, because I think you could get away with like four fingers looked OK. So we would like cut down on a little bit of drawing, actually, because it'd be like two less fingers per hand, which sounds really random. But when you're hand drawing scene by scene. So I think oh, yeah. it has something to do with sort of cutting back on making characters a little bit less labor intensive, apparently, mm. I think, I think so.
1: Probably all cost saving measures. Yeah, yes, no, you're, exactly. right, were, you're right. It was frame by frame, cell by cell, right. uh, labor intensive stuff that they were doing. And I wonder if it also was easier to depict them picking things up and stuff like that, if it was yes. a white hand, you know, versus the rest of their body was usually a darker color. Yeah, right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think it has yeah, a lot to do with the hand-drawn animation, which I'm sure for most of the mascots on this list, you know, they started out started out as a hand-drawn, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, mascot and then eventually shifted to, you know, CGI and stuff. But
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, it's yeah. funny you mentioned the sunglasses because when you mentioned that, I'm like, you know what? That's actually true. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, especially around that time, late 80s into the 90s, like you're yeah. a, cool, you a cool cat, cool right. guy if you had on sunglasses and right. uh, Chester Cheetah.
0: Had sunglasses. Um, yep. We'll talk Raven. about Yep. Yep. And I can't remember what exactly his name is in the music video, but the infamous Paula Abdul oh. Opposites Attract music video where she's dancing with a cat who. DJ is... Scatcat. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's what. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> DJ Scat Cat. That's right. So I remember that music video too. I think there were times when he was wearing sunglasses and he mm-hmm. definitely had sneakers on. Oh, and yeah. And I'm 95% sure he had white gloves. I could yeah, be wrong.
1: you might be right. Yeah, so, I think when yeah. we're done, we need to find a picture of him. And I, yes, out. I
0: know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, um, so there's the yeah, there's the, there's a theme to that, you know. So,
1: <laughs> great choice. The seven up red spot. Uh, I made a yeah. huge list of these before I pared it down. I did not even think <laughs> about him at yeah. all. I completely forgot about him.
0: Same so, same year. Yeah, until I started looking stuff up, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah.
1: Yeah, he was omnipresent uh, mm-hmm. for a while there. Definitely. Yeah. Sure. And when you grow
0: up in a family with everybody that has a lot of, you know, GI problems, there's a lot, of, <laughs> there's a lot of ginger ale and seven up in your house, a lot is, of clear you know, liquids. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, a lot of like, yeah, ginger based, uh, you know, uh, yeah, helped a lot yep. with the uh, ongoing, the saga of the, uh, the Anderson uh, yes. side of the family. Um, GI I, issues. Yeah, I okay, my mother's side. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I completely get it um that's not a soda pop that i really go to as a first second or even third choice i'm much more a coke or a dr pepper guy uh actually my favorite pop of all time is mr pibb but yeah i don't know really do the clear pops very much unless i'm sick if i have a cold you know or the flu i'm like bring me some sprite bring me some seven up you know bring that bring that but that's the only time i want it is that weird
0: yeah well, I, you always see those, I and mean, maybe you've seen those memes where it says, you know, staying home sick starter pack, in like the 80s or 90s, and always has like Vicks Vapo Rub, saltine crackers, The Price is Right, and ginger ale, which yes. is exactly
1: <laughs> so true, exactly
0: what yes, that's exactly what happened. Um, so that's if, coincidentally enough. That's actually the only I, I very rarely, if ever, drink soda, and if I do, it's usually a ginger ale. So
1: okay, okay, yeah. good, good. So oh. my,
0: my mother's, you know. Desires when not feeling well have rubbed off on me, even when I'm feeling so, yeah. So, yeah,
1: cool. Yep, no, we do, we do take those things on into adulthood for sure.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: Um, should I go to my uh, next one?
0: Yes, I was just gonna say, yes, please, what is your next one?
1: Okay, so my next one, he was mentioned earlier, uh, when you were reading the uh, the mashed article, this is Mr. Peanut. And so full of energy, planner's nuts are one irresistible snack. you hear it? She got Nice. Um, I've always thought Mr. Peanut was just so cool. He's so dapper. Uh sophisticated. So
0: sophisticated. If, so sophisticated.
1: Oh, if Fred Astaire was a peanut, he would beat Mr. Peanut.
0: <laughs> so my thoughts. Yes. When I was gathering yes. my
1: thoughts, I was like, who could I compare him to? I'm like, uh, A gentleman such as Fred Astaire. Uh, So for those of you out there who may not know who Mr. Peanut is, I'm not sure how many of you there would be, uh, but he looks like an old fashioned gentleman. He has a top hat, a monocle, spats, a cane, white gloves. He's wearing white (laughs) gloves. (laughs) There's the white gloves again. he's a peanut. (laughs) He's a peanut with arms and legs and Mm -hmm. dressed out like he's, uh, you know, going to a concert in, you know, 1929 or uh, or even earlier. (laughs) Yes. Um, he was act so he's the mascot of Planner's Peanuts. He appears on all their packaging. Uh, he is by far the oldest character uh, on my list. He uh, was invented in 1916, uh, goes all the way back to 1916.
0: Oh, he has aged so well. I don't know what his secret is, but Mr. Peanut, if you're listening, if you could please tell me, that would be great because he's aged very well.
1: Elegant, just elegant, yes. aging like George Clooney. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, like I said, he's on almost all the planters packaging. Uh, he is uh, definitely talked about. It's probably why he's mentioned in that article you read. Uh, yeah. One of the best known ad icons in history. Just everybody knows who he is. He's everywhere. Uh, he's never gone away. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, he never talked until 2010 in a commercial. Wow. And the actor who did his voice, Robert Downey Jr. did his voice on the oh, TV no. commercials from 2010 to 2013. Yeah, okay. RDJ. Was the voice of Mr. Peanut. Isn't that hilarious?
0: Oh my goodness, wow.
1: And other people <laughs> have taken it up after uh, Robert Downey Jr. stopped doing it, um, other, other voice actors. Um, he's been both an animated character and he has been a stop motion character. I think most recently uh, he has been a stop motion character, a fully 3D you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, did not talk for all that time. Invented in 1916 and was just a mute. I think he would just kind of walk yeah. out and kind of lean on the thing or whatever. And that was about all he did. He didn't need to talk. That's how elegant Amazing. and coiffed and <laughs> prepared he was.
0: <laughs> Regal. Regal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, great, great stuff. And, you know, I think that we've all probably had like some planners, you know, product in our homes at some yes. point or another, you know, uh, yeah. whether the peanuts, the cashews, whatever it might be. So, yeah, I think mister Peanuts Peanut's been in our cupboard really of any of these on my list. He's probably the one that got into my childhood house at some point or another because yeah. they were relatively healthy. And right. then too, um, yeah, he's just, like I said earlier, he's just never gone away, you know? So I think even when you think about it, our great-grandparents, you know, encountered Mr. Peanut. So that's how true. cool is that? Yeah, yeah. I was going
0: to say, yeah, because he predates my my grandparents' birthday. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. that's amazing.
0: And that he never spoke and is still around. That's what, a, what it yeah. has meant. And I couldn't name, I don't think I could name the mascot of any other, like, peanut companies or...
1: Mm-mm. Even the know. names of other peanut companies, right? Yeah,
0: really. <laughs> yeah, who cares? If you're not planters, forget it. I mean, come on now.
1: Mr. Um, Peanut has really helped their company, uh, you know, yeah. stay in the public consciousness and propelled them to the heights they are.
0: Yeah. Right. It, well, and I'm sure people have, you know, at this point, there's been so many generations that have had Mr. Mr. Peanut that, I mean, if they were, God forbid, they were to ever say, well, we're going to change the mascot. I'm sure that there would be picket mm, lines and, you know pitchforks boycotts and, yes. yeah boycotts yes exactly <laughs> um yeah sit outs or sit-ins or whatever yeah
1: it'd be make... like a, a new coke style uh revolution would happen <laughs> so right, push back, would right. Happen.
0: <laughs> yes or when yeah like when the mr toad ride closed at disney world there was to- there was toad ins because people were so upset because winnie the pooh was oh. coming oh yeah
1: oh i didn't know that i didn't hear a about thing.
0: that oh yeah, oh, yeah wow. that yeah, big Disney nerd. So, uh, yeah, that was a big, big deal back, back well, then. So,
1: shows how all these things people are really passionate about them, you know? Yes. And if right. you change one of the beloved ones, it's like, look out, because they will, the fans will revolt and they will go somewhere else for their peanuts or whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, anything else on uh, anything else that you had on Mr. Peanut?
1: No, that's it. Okay. Nope.
0: Yeah. Well, that was, that was weird. That was really interesting. Who knew? yeah i didn't know that either yeah all right so next on my list is everybody's you know other favorite character with gloves and sunglasses and sneakers that is chester cheetah Yeah. And he is still currently uh the mascot for Cheetos beginning in 1986 and his character was animated, you know, by hand like we've talked about uh until 20 excuse me 2003 when he became CGI, which is always uh interesting which I'm sure is much easier but certainly changes sort of the vibe of I feel like of a character when it transitions from being hand drawn to being on the computer but totally right. understandable. Yeah. Um so he Walks on his hind legs and does so, you know, with those those high tops, like I mentioned. So that's sort of a unique characteristic of him. But of course, you know, Peanuts, I guess, technically don't walk either. So, you know, everybody's yeah. got to walk on their uh, their hind legs, uh, which they don't do normally. Uh, prior to Chester Cheetah being the the mascot, uh, Cheetos, their mascot's name was Cheetoes, and it was a mouse. And his tagline was, cheese that makes you go crunch.
1: I, I don't that. remember that i don't yeah. remember the mouse at all yeah
0: i don't either yeah i don't either yeah so it's called the mouse was Toes. so very they spent a lot of time coming up with that name clearly mm-hmm. and uh so the people that created chester cheetah were the same people that wrote the scripts for the commercials which i thought was pretty interesting mm-hmm. and just like cool spot chester cheetah appeared in his own nintendo game the first Nintendo game was called Too Cool to Fool, which I I had Nintendo. Don't remember this game at all. I don't
1: remember that at all. now.
0: Yeah. So must not must not have been very popular. It's
1: not but, been very good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like uh, ET for Atari. Anyways, and then the second one was called. He was in a second game, so which is crazy. So
1: that's wild. He had two games. Yeah, yeah
0: two games, and the second one was called Wild Wild Quest. Hmm. You know.
1: Okay, I see what they did there. Yeah. makes you know
0: makes sense yep and uh at one point there was actually a discussion about chester cheetah having his own saturday morning cartoon which was thankfully scrapped (laughs) i don't know how you can build a cartoon off of a mascot for snacks that leave your hands covered in Cheeto Orange. dust, yeah, che- Cheeto exactly, dust, That's
1: part of the plot. That would have been a thing, sprinkling the Cheeto dust around. Somehow that's, that would have worked into it.
0: That's so true. Yeah, there'd be a mom in the show, it'd be like, "Oh my God, if I see get, if I see <laughs> Cheeto dust on the doorknob again, I'm gonna, yeah,
1: right." Cheetah.
0: Voice, voice by me. Um. So yes, thankfully that was scrapped. It was going to be on Fox apparently because really? they were you know willing to you know maybe take that risk with a you know really mm-hmm. horrible idea. Sure. And uh, the ta- his famous tagline, especially during the '80s and I think early '90s, was "It's not easy being cheesy."
1: Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> which I, I feel like I can relate to that quote too.
1: Yeah, because um, <laughs> even
0: though I'm a mom, I feel like I have a very much a dad joke mentality. Same. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. And uh, for and I feel like I've seen this a lot, just walking around, maybe like an antique. Uh, antique malls and stuff like sales and stuff is there is a very extensive line of merchandise with chester cheetah on it t-shirts baseball caps uh, Funko pops more recently so he has been around for a long time and is uh is very very popular and i don't think it's going to be going anywhere anytime soon so.
1: Yeah, he was beyond the uh, the food packaging. You know, he broke out into other merchandise, uh, yes. which some of these have the different extents. But, yeah, I remember he was everywhere for a while there. Yeah. Um, so, like I said earlier, we didn't do the sugary cereals in the lady household uh, when I was a kid. But when I got into high school and I was running cross country and burning up billions of calories, Cheetos did come into the household. I developed a taste for them and my mom and dad nice. always her. there was a bag there. So Chester Cheetah was around. I knew who he was, you know, Yeah, uh, he, he did infiltrate the pantry <laughs> when I was a kid. I don't eat those now because that'd yes. be very bad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> maybe, maybe once in a great while, but yes, no, not buy it, yeah. have it home. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not a, it's not a snack that comes to mind. Like, gosh, you know what? We're watching a movie tonight. I really want to have some Cheetos. I think I would just be thinking in my head, like there's going to be
1: yeah, some dust
0: all over everything and right. if he's wearing these white gloves, I good mean, point. that yeah. is the worst possible thing.
1: He's going to shake your hand and it's going to be orange stained, you right. know? Exactly. Nope, you wouldn't want to shake his hand. That's disgusting. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I'm, so I, was, I mean, I'm surprised the glove was that that white. I mean, let's be real here. It, True. Like, you know, so...
1: Well, I'm fussy enough that I uh, that is a barrier to me eating them is that I will get the crap all over my hands. Yes. (laughs) I want that. Then you you can't wipe it off with a napkin. You legit have to go get soap and water to deal with that. And I'm like, that's that's just too much, too much to deal with for what I'm getting in return.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly. And if my skin is going to temporarily be like a a shade of orange, I really am questioning whether or not this is something I should be putting in my my body. And yeah. It's, good point. Uh, it's debatable big time. But yeah. clearly they're doing something right because it's still selling and, you know, he's still around. And Still you know, around? Yeah, almost what, he's pushing 40, 40 years as a mascot. 40 so years. Wow. Yeah, he's getting he's getting up there. So mm.
1: Now, because he's a cheetah, he has an excuse to wear sneakers because he's running places, you know. That's that just true. makes sense. Yes. These others, I'm like, why do you bother with the shoes? But with him, yeah, I think it makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, you have to have good arch support when you're... <laughs> chasing people and telling them to eat your snack yeah that's
1: right you don't want blisters or calluses you gotta get them exactly yeah <laughs> yep.
0: yep. don't cheap out don't cheap out chester so nope, nope. yeah all right well what's what's next on your list
1: okay so the next on my list is kool-aid man Uh, I actually don't know if he is still featured in commercials now. I think he's kind of still out there. I don't think he's mm. as big a deal as he used to be. Um, yeah. and for those of you out there who can't visualize him, he's a giant anthropomorphic pitcher filled with Kool-Aid, uh, with a face and arms and legs. I don't remember if he wears white gloves and sneakers, but he does have arms and legs. And he's really big, and we'll get into that. He's not like a little tiny thing sitting on your tabletop talking to you. Like He's actually Hulk-sized, but we'll get into that. Um, A prototype of Kool-Aid Man called the Pitcher Man was created in 1954 and appeared in commercials, but he looked a little different. Uh, The official version that we know now made his debut in 1974, so... Mm -hmm. The version we know, he's one of the like, more latter-day mascots of the ones on my list. Um, his whole shtick was in the commercials, kids would, sit, would be sitting there lamenting how thirsty they were. And Kool-Aid Man would burst through the wall and be like, Hey, kids, I have <laughs> solved your problems. I have Kool-Aid. And they're like, yay, Kool-Aid Man's here. Always boggled my mind, even mm-hmm. when I was a kid. No one cares that he broke through the wall. Right, he busted through the wall, and they're not scared. They're not freaked out. No one's Mm -hmm. mad that he broke the wall down. No, they're just happy to have Kool-Aid. I'm like, that's awfully short-sighted of you. (laughs) You (laughs) have a hole in your wall now. But you are so
0: selfish, kids.
1: Yeah, exactly. Your mom and like I'm now that I'm an adult, I'm thinking about house insurance claims and things right. like that. I'm like, I would just want him to ring my doorbell. I would not want him to break the wall down. It's not that urgent. Cool, it's not that good. <laughs> you know, you need to, right. like bring it to me as if it's, it's an emergency through a hole in the wall. Um, but that goes back to my earlier point where he's big. He is yes. giant, uh, Hulk sized kind of dude, and he can smash your wall down. So he's he's probably the strongest guy on my list uh, because I don't have Tony the Tiger. <laughs> um, yes. He's known in Canada as Captain Kool Aid. Who knew? Hmm,
0: so I did not some, know that.
1: Some of our neighbors to the north uh, call yeah. him Captain Kool Aid. Yeah. Um, star of a comic book series uh, back in the day, I think in the '80s. This this was also just like Chester Cheetah, um, and just like the Seven Up Spot, he was the star of a video game, an Atari video game. Did you know this, Amy?
0: No, I did not. So no. I knew
1: it from when I was a kid by ads in the comics for the game, okay. like in the comic books, there'd be a one page ad for the Kool-Aid man game. Never actually played it till, um, one of my friends, uh, had an Atari that he got at like a garage sale, but yeah. it was TV in the early two thousands. And he had a bunch of Atari cartridges he got in that same transaction. And, yeah. uh, one of them was a Kool-Aid man cartridge. Now my wife has fond memories of playing the Kool-Aid man game when she was a kid and it was her favorite Atari game. That's uh, true. And she got to play it a little bit before he uh, turned around and sold his Atari on eBay. So the premise of the game was the Kool-Aid man's enemies were the Thirsties. The Thirsties would come along and try to drink all the Kool-Aid. They'd drop a straw into the what it being an atari is just like a big rectangle on the bottom of the screen but it's supposed to be the, yeah. Kool-Aid, the pool of kool-aid and they drop their straws into it and they're drinking it and kool-aid man has to like defeat all of them and they keep coming right but he has to keep defeat them before they drink all the kool-aid before the kool-aid level goes all the way down and his way of defeating them is to run into them the same way he breaks down walls <laughs> he also defeats the thirsty by so just running his body into them
0: and he was yes Oh my exactly. god. Exactly.
1: My wife's it, favorite Atari game, which is hilarious.
0: That is hilarious. And no wonder that was for like in part of the garage sale package because it sounds, you know, <laughs> not as high up on the list as probably some of the other uh yeah, other games. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Batman, yeah, not as well
1: known. Yes. Who knew um, that he had a video game? But yeah, he sure did.
0: That's oh my gosh, that's hysterical. And how funny that the bad guys were the thirsties because I love when all of these beverage companies sort of hawk their stuff as you know being some sort of thirst quencher it's like well actually this is full of sugar so it's actually just going to ultimately make me essentially more dehydrated Mm -hmm. so you know and uh yeah and i don't know did you have the infamous pitcher and cup set
1: i did not No, uh, sugary cereals. My mom and dad were anti Kool-Aid as well. Uh, My mom was vehement. That was not coming into our house. So if I ever had it, it was at a friend's house, you know, have a sleepover. They bust the Kool-Aid out. Like, that's what this is like. This is (laughs) Kool-Aid. I've never had this before. Yeah,
0: (laughs) gosh. Yes. We had that. I think every not to stereotype i think every mother in like 1985 had the kool-aid set so it was the big pitcher which is like kool-aid man essentially it was clear oh, cool. uh-huh. clear liquid so then i'm sure it got like stained from every ridiculous color that you know kool-aid came in flavor and then i think there were four matching little cups that came with it so oh you, yes yeah so that was like the coveted summer pitcher and cups and i'm pretty sure like my cousins had it and maybe you had to like earn points at the grocery store mm-hmm. maybe i could ask her if she remembers how she acquired it but it was like a big deal to have the uh kool-aid pitcher out mm-hmm. you know
1: so. I bet you did have to send away for it yeah I bet you collected the proofs of purchase and put them in an envelope but then right you know, four months later the set would come to you right. um i've seen those like pictures of those pictures and i think that'd yes. be cool to have one that'd be really neat yeah. what are your collector's items now
0: I I would imagine they are. Yeah. And I think my, I feel like my aunt has actually hung on to hers and she watches my cousin's daughter. So her granddaughter. And I feel like that is their, when she's like bathe her when she was little, that was like the thing to use to like rinse her hair was the Kool Aid Man pitcher, I'm pretty sure. So it comes full circle. It's practical. It's practical (laughs) when your kids are little. You can give them really sugary drinks. Mm -hmm. And then when you have your own grandchildren, you can, you know, yeah. Expose them to the Kool-Aid Man via rinsing your hair. So hey,
1: you know, that's uh you know that that's a lot of different uses for one thing, right? It's a right. versatile. That's the word I'm looking right. for. It's versatile.
0: Right. Yeah, generation Kool-Aid after Man. generation got to enjoy the yeah. Kool-Aid Man picture. So
1: so helpful. Kool-Aid it is. Man, I know. You know. Yeah. As long as doesn't a... break your wall down. He's a good guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So next on my list is the infamous snap. Crackle and Pop from Rice Krispies. Hey guys, guys, what you listening to? Pop music. Snap, crackle, pop music. Can I listen to? Sure, just pour the milk. For a live performance, snap. It's the snappiest sound to do. Crackle, geeky cracking
1: cause it's crispy too, and am But there's no stoppin' once pop starts poppin'. Snap, crackle, pop, pop, don't it just for you. That's some sound system. Kellogg's rice Krispies. The talking part of this complete breakfast. Great show, guys. Rice Krispies is
0: always music to your ears. Which I don't think I ever really ate the cereal a lot as a kid, but I certainly indulged in many a rice crispy treat, which I really feel like is probably what most people buy that cereal for, because I feel like by itself it's not that not that great. Not that, oh.
1: not that good. No. <laughs> rice,
0: yeah. It's not something I would, you know, want to um, have for breakfast, but Gosh, those uh, Rice Krispie treats are are delicious. So the the trio have served as mascots for Rice Krispie treats since the 1930s. So another kind of long term, not close, not kind of just a you know step below uh, Mr. Peanut. Hmm. The uh, the names for these characters came from an old radio ad that said, "Listen to the fairy song of health, the merry chorus sung by Kellogg's Rice Krispies as they merrily snap, crackle, and pop." And a bowl of milk. If you've never heard food talking, now is your chance.
1: Wow, I did not know that. I have mm-hmm. never heard this. Okay.
0: Yeah. So an old, you know, I was hoping to kind of channel my inner, you know, thirties announcer voice, but I just decided to to not do that. I'll spare <laughs> spare the listeners that that uh, that accent. But um, yeah, so it's been been around for a long time, and sponsored by you know, inspired by a radio ad, which which certainly makes sense. And I bet there was probably other mascots that are tied to old radio ads too because that's how people kind of heard of stuff so yeah and the characters initially looked a lot more like gnomes Mm. and which i which i found interesting and eventually were drawn to look more like elves which i think is probably more appealing to children because that's what a lot of this a lot of these mascots are trying to appeal to appeal to children, so the children will then tell their parents to you know buy them this stuff.
1: Pester mom and dad to buy them stuff, yeah. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. And uh, the characters all wear different hats. And Snap wears a chef's hat. Crackle wears a night or sleeping cap, which I don't think people wear anymore, but I do because I'm always freezing. <laughs> and then Pop wears a shako. Which is kind of um, kind of like a hat that somebody in like a marching band would wear. Yeah. Which
1: mm-hmm. I, kind of a tall hat. Yeah. Yes.
0: Which I had to look up how to pronounce correctly because I think in a previous show there was some mention of a shako for some reason. I think I said shako because I just, I'm not, I was never in band, so I don't know. So this, right. this is why I have to look stuff up.
1: It's not a word I've ever heard said out loud until this day. So. Okay.
0: <laughs> Same. Yeah. Until I did that show, I, yeah, I had never heard it said out loud either. So I was like, uh, So I I butchered it last time. So I apologize for anybody that was uh, in the marching band, but I think I've, I think I've got it down now (laughs) and uh, they have released. So there's kind of a lot of commercials where they're in sort of like a band and they actually released a music single in 2020. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And a lyric video in 2021. Mm. So getting with the times, you know, trying to be very, you know, 2020, um, you know, since they've been around for, a long time, so yeah, I'm making
1: so a that note that, here. I'm going to go look that up on YouTube.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I think you, you may have to go on the um, like Rice Krispies website hmm. to find it a little bit easier. Because okay. when I was looking it up on YouTube, I kind of um, ended up just getting a lot of like old commercials. But I wanted to find oh, yeah. like, a specific like single. Mm-hmm. Apparently, so it's uh, it's interesting. So they're uh, getting very progressive. These three serial mm-hmm. Cere- elves. So not
1: bad yeah. for guys that made their debut in the 1930s, right? Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> cutting a cutting a single, cutting a song. Cutting
0: right, exactly. Yeah, good yep. for them. Good mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, it's good to diversify a little bit. You know, they gotta attract a younger audience and you know, makes sense.
1: I've always yeah. liked them. They almost made my list, honestly. Mm. Um that was a cereal we had in our house growing up because mm. it was, you know, health on the healthier side. Yeah. Um it was bland. You're right. Uh, yes. I was a little kid that didn't like it milk on his cereal. So that <laughs> was a like eating cardboard, basically, out of a bowl of. <laughs> I was eating that. That's
0: yes. <laughs> very true. Yes. yes.
1: So you want to hear about me overthinking Snap, Crackle, and Pop. So let's think about the Keebler Elves for a moment, another food mascot.
0: Yes, and how they resemble each other. Yes.
1: <laughs> I've always wanted to Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Our yeah. rogue Keebler elves who just split off and said, I'm done with this cookie stuff. I want to go do some cereal stuff. Yeah. Wow. Now I wonder about this, That's you know, true. or they kicked out of the tree for some reason, you know? Right. I and which know. came
0: first? That's what I'd like to know.
1: Mm, good point. I did no research on Keebler elves. So I, I know. Don't
0: know. I, yeah. I thought about it. Yeah. I thought about putting them on the list, but yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I have to, may have to look that up. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. That'd interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Who Came first, was one uh, ripped off of the other one, you know?
0: All right, like, right, because I think because yeah, it's Keebler and Rice Krispies is Kellogg, so maybe they were, maybe there's some more to the story okay. here, you know? Yeah, ripping stuff off, and
1: someone from the ad department of one like left in a huff and went to the other one, you know? Uh, I'll take my right. elf idea elsewhere, right? If you don't okay. appreciate my, <laughs> my genius, you know, All right, I'm
0: gonna take my elf sketches elsewhere, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, let's snap him up. You know right. he did a good job over at catalogs. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. exactly. <laughs> oh man, who knew okay. the layers? <laughs> right. It's so yeah. I mean, you could really. This is just endless. You know the this oh. discussion, this this topic is just infinite. You know, really,
1: so, really, yep. yeah, yeah. It, it really is. You can make yeah. a lot of connections. Um,
0: Definitely. Yeah. What's what's next on your list?
1: Um. So next on my list, it, it's kind of a gang, kind of a group. It's uh Ronald McDonald and friends. Uh, the Ronald McDonald crew
0: early bird learned how to fly starring ronald mcdonald and friends look it's
1: birdie Oh, go on a day bright and blue
0: rubble, rubble. oh ronald i'll never learn how to fly we'll help
1: you you flap your wings while we toss you up and down so she flapped and they tossed but
0: i'm still on the ground
1: hamburglar gave her a balloon but it went boom then Grimace had a plan. How about friend? Nothing worked. She couldn't fly. Oh, Bertie, don't cry. I'll uh, walk. The McDonald Land characters, as they've been known at various times. Yes. Uh, so kind of just information about Ronald. Uh, Ronald is obviously the uh, main mascot for McDonald's fast food restaurants. Um, I mm-hmm. think most Americans, like a lot of people around the world probably know who he is. Uh, he's yes. a clown. Mostly wears yellow. Um red hair. Uh yeah. He he's a little creepy looking. You know, I yes, gotta admit, looking back on it as a kid didn't bother me as an adult. Right. I'm like,
0: oh, oh, oh. right, exactly.
1: <laughs> Even King's It kind of effect kind of happening. Yes. Um exactly. He was created in a 1963. Uh Willard Scott, a famous weatherman uh from the Today Show, or Good Morning America, one of the two uh hmm. for the nineteen eighties, uh played the original Ronald McDonald in the nineteen sixties commercials, which I oh. thought was interesting. I did not know Willard Scott was Ronald McDonald. Wow. Um He's been a Macy's Thanksgiving Day balloon. Um, he has been the star of comic books, coloring books, little golden books, sticker books. He's had his own video game. I didn't find out like when or what system, but there was a, a McDonald's video game. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say it was like a uh, like a game you played on your computer. It wasn't like an Atari or anything like that. Yeah, uh, put me on that. Um, okay. Animated short films, direct video a- and live action uh, films as well that were. Most of these are from the late 80s, uh, early 90s. Um, So that's Ronald. And I've always found Ronald to be the least interesting of the group because there's others in the group that uh, I like a lot better. Ronald's kind of creepy. He's the the front man, but he's kind of annoying. He's kind of creepy. So we'll just push Ronald to the side. You've got the Hamburglar who made Mm -hmm. his debut in 1971. And he was the crook. uh, Mm -hmm ape he had a mask he had a big hat and he was always stealing like his name would imply the hamburgers um
0: <laughs> genius name
1: right i know right yeah. yeah whoever thought that up that that's a great one
0: yeah. a puzzling
1: one is grimace i like mm. grimace. He's a big jolly purple guy yes. he was also invented in 1971 he actually used to have four arms and he was known as the evil grimace he started as a villain and he was stealing the soda pop and the milkshakes uh, from the restaurants uh, in the original commercials. He was a bad guy, um, but he changed over time to be a good guy. And he's just kind of a big lovable goofball. Um, Allegedly, all the McDonald's characters represent some food kind of product he represents yeah. the milkshakes i didn't know that until they released the uh, the grimace shake this past year it was a grape milkshake that mcdonald's released this past year and they're like it's the grimace milkshake I'm like i had no idea he was the milkshake mascot like what it's yeah a big purple gumdrop with like a face and uh right and legs uh, probably about the size of the kool-aid man actually yes. um But a tall, purple, kind of obelisk-shaped arms and legs and a jolly face. Um, But yeah, Yeah. it represents the milkshakes. Um, And uh, that great milkshake, I was not tempted to try that at all. That sounded pretty gross to me. Uh, uh, You also had your fry kids who would steal French fries. They kind of looked like pom-poms with big googly eyes and arms and legs. They were kind of little guys. They made their Mm -hmm. debut in 1977 year after okay. I was born. Uh, the Happy Meal Gang, uh, 1979, I think when Happy Meals started to come out, and that was like an anthropomorphic, like, you know, pop with a straw in it and a little burger with eyes, a little french yes. fries with eyes. I um, yep. probably remember them, like the box would open and they'd be in there, which would probably freak me out if that happened to me for real. But right. in, I, in the tradition of people know. in commercials taking these things in stride, no one was right. ever scared. Um the McNugget Buddies, 1984, McDonald's branched out into the Chicken McNuggets. Uh, mm-hmm. People take it for granted now, but that was a big deal when the McNuggets yeah. came out, right? Yeah. And all the other fast food places followed suit and did their own. You know, McDonald's set the trend. Yeah. Um, the McNugget Buddies were invented in 1984, like I said, and uh, they have gone away, but they are returning this uh uh actually I think today is the day, the date. They're getting rolled out in happy as Happy Meal toys. They're actually gonna what? be toys and not uh, Happy Meals. Yeah, wow. they've been brought back. So, I don't know if they're appearing in commercials or anything, but yeah, they're making a comeback in 2023 on December uh, 11th. So, very cool. Yeah. And wrapping it up, Birdie, the early bird in uh, 1979. She was a bird oh, nice. with like aviator goggles. Yes. And, uh, she, I think, flew a, a little airplane, but she would fly around on her own like a regular bird. And I think her whole shtick was she wasn't very good at flying and she'd run into stuff. I think she represented all the like breakfast stuff, is what I read. For some reason, she represented like their breakfast menu.
0: Did she separate. also represent Amelia Earhart? <laughs> 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 Flying around not knowing where
1: they're going. <laughs> She's going yeah, <laughs> too, soon. Lot. too soon.
0: Too yeah. soon.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. That was a while ago.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. a- <laughs> Amelia yeah. Earhart. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, there's been a lot of other McDonald Land characters. Many of them have disappeared. I will mention Mira McCheese from 1971. He had a big oh, hamburger for a head. Yes. Um, an officer, Big Mac, who was the chief of police in McDonald Land, and he wore a police uniform and also had a McDonald uh, or had a, a hamburger for a head, and he would actually chase the hamburger and put the hamburger in jail. So I've always liked these guys. I like the variety of the characters. When I was a kid, I always thought they were fun, even though we didn't eat McDonald's very much. I still liked the commercials and thought they were cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I had fun figuring out like when these were all invented and what they all kind of represented as yeah. far as menu items. So they all represent something. So okay. yeah, McDonald Land.
0: Yeah, well, so that so this list makes me think of two questions. One, who do you think would win in a fight, the Kool Aid Man or Grimace? And then, oh, oh,
1: wow,
0: yeah, or maybe we could say like arm wrestling, or you know, it doesn't have to be so, uh,
1: quite so violent, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: don't want to encourage fighting, but.
1: We don't really know Grimace's physical capabilities. I don't think, because Kool Aid Man, we do know he can break through a wall, right? Uh, he's very true strong. Right. But Grimace, I'm not sure we've ever seen it put to the test. I have to, I have to uh, review this. Um, I think Kool Aid Man's got more of the the fighting kind of attitude. I think Grimace is kind of like a lovable jolly. You know, I'm not sure he uh, unless he's a absent-minded. Apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like the the lovable goofy oaf of the group. You know. Let's um, go. Whereas Kool-Aid Man, I think he's got more of that, like, yeah, oh, yeah, because his uh, catchphrase was, oh, yeah, like, so yeah. he's probably, like, going to get in there and, yeah. yeah.
0: Sl- <laughs> slosh around and, uh, yeah.
1: Right. Although he's a pitcher. He's made of glass. So how does that work? I don't know. Yeah.
0: He <laughs> couldn't move very fast. So maybe that's, like, one thing that could work to Grimace's advantages. I don't think Grimace is, I mean, super fast, per se, just in recollection right. of commercials and stuff. But I'm certainly, I think yeah. he could go faster than the Kool-Aid Man, you know, because yeah. Water, you know, liquid is very is very heavy. So, that well, that's be... very
1: true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, maybe Grimace, if he's able to catch up to him, could just kind of like lay on him and smash him to the ground. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Move and just take him out. Yeah,
0: yeah. And my second question is: Did you ever have a chance to play at a McDonald's when those characters were sort of made into their own? sort of playground equipment at McDonald's.
1: I had an unusual childhood in that we lived in Germany when I was a kid. Oh, right. Um right. we right. did come back to the States for one summer to see relatives. And I think during that summer I did. And that was really cool. Like all yeah. the playground equipment kind of looked like the characters. And I think yeah. that really imprinted in my brain and probably made these guys stand out to me. Yeah. What about you? Did you ever do it?
0: Yes, I actually have a home video footage of me and my sister playing at McDonald's playland or whatever the precursor oh, to the whole tunnel cool. thing. Yeah, and so my goal at some point is to like digit some of them are digitized some are not. I think the video that has this on specifically I don't think is digitized. Okay. But I specifically remember my sister being up in the what was the sheriff's name?
1: Oh, um it, uh, uh Officer Big Mac, I think. Okay. Yeah, Officer Big Mac. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, so there was a playground piece of him that you kind of it was like a tunnel that you climbed up and then you went up into the big head the big hamburger head mm. and then there was bars oh so you're kind of like in his body <laughs> his, his burger, his it's a body. little creepy in <laughs> <laughs> creepy creepy. jails very bizarre
1: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah you're right you know yeah you can pretend it's, you're the hamburger yeah
0: <laughs> exactly so pretty pretty much i think that's exactly what it was so you kind of felt like you were in
1: yeah. or
0: something so yeah there's a clip of her sort of hanging on to the you know oh thing, you know let me out of let That's me out of hamburger grill yeah and all of that stuff was of course made out of the same material as every other playground equipment piece in the 70s and 80s that was just full-on metal yes and so <laughs> i i think this clip is probably in the fall or spring so we had like sweatshirts on but i imagine that hamburger head must have been 5,000 degrees Five thousand degrees in the summer I mean it must have really felt like a burger does on a grill because yeah actually yeah. all of it was metal and there was you know the, there were slides and I trying to remember what some of the other things were but it certainly was uh, it was definitely all made out of just mm-hmm. reflective
1: yeah, hot, metal,
0: metal. Yeah, like
1: the metal slides, you know, where in the yes. summer you slid down them, you burn your legs. I remember exactly. those. Exactly. Yeah. Oh well, yeah,
0: we had one that was. It felt like it was a hundred feet in the air,
1: <laughs> in our
0: playground in elementary school, and it was oh, oh yeah, so so hot. Um, Before
1: plastic was widespread, kids, this is what we had to do. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, and I, some kids would put on would find like um two by fours and try to like ski down it during recess, and yeah, oh was, yeah, was a whole thing, but. We absolutely we survived that, you break your arm it's fine just
1: that's just, really special that you have the uh the home movies though of you guys playing on one of those that's really cool that's a nice bit of retro nostalgia and you guys yes. enjoy that yeah.
0: together um yeah.
1: Yeah. they had mcdonald's in germany but i don't remember if they had these characters involved with it i don't remember yeah. i had to look into that and see did the germans embrace ronald mcdonald and company or not <laughs> or yeah. they were like nine.
0: <laughs> right, it was like it was a tough sell. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. You could see them be like, you know what? No, <laughs> Yeah,
1: <it's laughs> yeah.
0: scare everybody. Maybe so. so,
1: maybe so. I don't know. Though my sister and I do crave German McDonald's. We've talked about it every now and again. Like we crave mm. the German ketchup. We crave the it just tasted mm. just a little different than what we have here. Yeah. Know? But uh, it, it's never as good as you think it will be. <laughs> you know, if you try to <laughs> yeah. eat these things now.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's it's always always a letdown. Yeah, That's for sure. Absolutely. Oh man, oh McDonald's. You know, the staying power. I haven't I haven't eaten at McDonald's in a very 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 long time. But a definitely dude. a <laughs> part of. Yeah, a big part of uh, an an eighties childhood. That is
1: for absolutely sure. between the commercials, the toys, right? Uh, and, the birthday uh,
0: parties that, that you could have. Yeah. 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 Yep. My sister had a birthday party at, uh, at McDonald's. I mean, I think oh, cool. now if you said that we're having a birthday party at McDonald's, I think probably half of the people wouldn't come and you'd be yeah. judged, severely <laughs> judged for hosting. There.
1: Recoiling from you. Yeah. You know, right. You can't be friends with their kids anymore. Right. Yes.
0: <laughs> they eat at McDonald's. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to be friends with them.
1: They're tempting you to bad ways. Yeah. We go to right.
0: Chipotle. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. We're sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, all right. So the my number two, just kind of randomly on my list, was Fred the Baker from Dunkin' Donuts. Time to make the donuts. Dunkin' Donuts are always fresh.
1: I made the donuts. We make them at least twice every day. Time to make the donuts. Not a few kinds like supermarket. Hey? Donuts. Time to make the donuts. <sighs> but up to fifty varieties. Time to make the donuts. I made the donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, up to fifty-two varieties, fresh day and night. No supermarket.
0: So this is not a not a character per se. You know, not a anthropomorphic animal, but it was a older gentleman who was the mascot of Dunkin' Donuts from 1981 to 1997. And the, this character was portrayed by an actor named Michael Vail, who was born in 1922, the same year as my grandfather. May he rest in peace. Yeah. And his catchphrase was, time to make the donuts. So in a lot of the commercials, you know, his alarm clock would go off really early in the morning. And, you know, a lot of bed and say, time to make the donuts. And the commercials were so well known and so beloved that it was named one of, or this character was named one of the five best television commercials of the 1980s by the American Bureau of Advertising. Which is, you know, I'm sure the biggest award in in uh, commercials for, for the snacks. Academy Award
1: of uh, yes. commercials, yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty much, you know,
0: awesome. and yeah, and later he would go on to also promote Dunkin' Donuts cereals and coffee and and stuff like that. And his character was so beloved that when he retired from playing this role because he was, yeah, in his in his um, seven, you know kind of mid to late 70s when those uh, stopped airing. There was a celebration in his honor in Boston, which I, I don't remember that because I've lived in New England for a long time, but I, I don't remember that, that wow. part of it. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just kind of that day or if it was for like an extended period of time, but around the time that he sort of retired playing this character, they were giving out a lot of free donuts and they gave out free donuts to over 600 million people.
1: Whoa. At the Donuts.
0: Wow. So, yeah. So that's definitely very, time to make the donuts for sure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: time to make a lot of donuts. A lot, a lot of donuts, Yeah. 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 And when uh this actor Michael Vale passed away in two thousand and five upon his death, Duncan Donuts released a statement and said about the air and said about the character he played, excuse me, quote, Fred the Baker became a beloved American icon that permeated our culture and touched millions with his sense of humor and humble nature.
1: Mm. End quote. So yeah
0: yeah a a legacy yeah yeah definitely i feel like there was something very just kind of comforting about those commercials that just you know this is before the whole kind of glamorous instagram donut thing i mean pretty much Mm -hmm. dunkin donuts was the only place to go for donuts and so i think that commercial really spoke to a lot of people and people could kind of relate to him because he wasn't some supermodel or something eating donuts, you know, just kind of like an everyday sort of person. So I could yeah. see why he was on for so long, and I definitely remember those commercials. And I used to go to not a lot, but I feel like a lot of times when I go visit my grandparents, they would, we would go to Dunkin' Donuts, and they used to have kind of a bar area in a lot of them, mm-hmm. where you could kind of sit on a stool and kind of mingle with the people getting you donuts and stuff and coffee, which mm-hmm. was kind of fun, and so. I feel like Dunkin' Donuts has been sort of a part of, was a part of my childhood. And now living in New England, everybody loves Dunkin' Donuts. I'm not a huge Dunkin' Donuts fan. It's oh, like, you know, I can kind of like, yeah. but in New England, it's like, don't mess with Dunkin'. Donuts. I mean, there's Dunkin' Donuts everywhere. It's wow. kind of like the Starbucks of like Chicago where there's like a Starbucks on every corner. And here sure. there's a donut, Dunkin' Donuts on every corner. So it's it's a big deal out here, so it makes sense that this uh, celebration at the retirement happened in Boston. So,
1: yeah, that does make sense. I didn't know that Dunkin' Donuts was such a big thing in New England. I it is wasn't aware of that. I've visited um, Canada and seen the Tim Hortons everywhere, like every yes. corner. Yeah. As far as Starbucks density, I don't think I've ever seen a city with more of them than Toronto, actually. Mm. There's Starbucks everywhere. I don't wow. like when I went to Toronto. But, yeah, I never noticed the Dunkin' Donuts uh, thing in New England. That's really yeah. cool. They have oh, great yeah. coffee there. I do like their dark coffee. Yeah. It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: Massachusetts especially, I would say, is, I mean, all the gas stations, a lot of the gas stations, even in Maine, too, have mm. Dunkin' Donuts in the gas station. Yep. Okay. A lot of kids like first jobs will be at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh yeah. It's Neat. a whole it's a whole thing out here. Yeah.
1: Well, I actually didn't know about I didn't know that uh, time to make the donuts came from a commercial, to yeah. be honest you. I missed that completely. And yeah. when I saw them on your list, I was like, that's where that comes from. So this is actually educational yeah. for me, because um, I don't know if I was living in Germany when those commercials were on TV, but Maybe. I missed them. Where yeah. I kept seeing the phrase pop up in the past few years, for some reason, was mm-hmm. LinkedIn, of all places. Hmm. Monday morning, all these professionals of different kinds being like, I'm going to get up and you know take on the week. Time to make the donuts. And I'd be like, right they all saying that that's really yeah. strange like yeah i get what they mean because i know bakers have to get up early to ply their trade but i'm like what are they why are they saying this? And so now i've
0: been
1: <laughs> the now you know, they're all referencing so you, your, those commercials yeah thank god
0: thank god you were available this evening because you know that's what i'm <laughs> oh here to god. do i'm here to educate
1: <laughs> You're <doing some> <laughs> in here in That I, uh, needed yeah. filled.
0: <laughs> yes none of us know
1: everything so (laughs) exactly
0: now you know because that is definitely uh, synonymous with this michael this um fred the baker Baker. to make the donuts are that is yeah i bet there's t-shirts that have his picture on it with the time to make the donuts guaranteed which i will be looking up after the show and will secretly order
1: you will order one yes
0: yeah
1: And you'll wear it absolutely. Yes. So yes. I, I I completely respect that. I have yeah. uh, t-shirts and tin signs with uh, food mascots on them, so I get it.
0: <laughs> nice. Oh man. So it goes. But goes beyond just being really interested in it. It's all part. It's also part of your decor. A
1: that's, little bit. That's, yeah, um, yeah,
0: that's some dedication right there. I'll yeah,
1: just it. a little bit. Like I said earlier, the whole bobblehead thing. My friend yeah. said, "Don't do it. Go don't go down that road." Um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just here and there. I'm like, again, you have to restrain yeah. yourself. Otherwise, your whole house will be covered. And I don't think right. my wife would be very happy. Yeah, <laughs> <with that>. yeah. <laughs> she'd have something to say about it. So right. with with good reason, you want your company to come over and not think you're a complete weirdo. At least not until they get to know you. So
0: <laughs> right. Well, I think I'm trying to think. Is it behind? Yeah, I think you probably can't tell exactly in the shot, but one whole bookcase, one whole shelf of my bookcase there is all Walt Disney World books.
1: Oh, cool. Yep. You yeah, you said you're a Walt Disney head. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> if you'd like to plan a trip from, you know, to Disney World in 1990, okay. Back in time, I've got you, yeah. got you covered. So there's, worse, right. as I like to say though, there's worse, you know, worse addictions to have. So
1: there's know. far worse hobbies and interests so, than these things in the world, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. So I try to tell myself that too and I'm like, you know, I'm really. Right, exactly. If it brings you joy and, you know, doesn't hurt anybody, it's okay.
1: Yep. I'm a fan of doing the things that make you happy. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so what's, I think we're at the the number one spot now?
1: This is, yeah, this is my okay. number one spot. All right. This is, this is my guy. This is my boy. He is my favorite of all time food mascot, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh. Pillsbury crescents have so much butter flavor, they're hard to forget rejects full house, hot crescents. Why? What? What? Oh, hot, fresh Pillsbury crescents. Marge baked them last night. Oh. Mm. And the buttery flavor. Buttery. Oh. Yeah, they were loaded with buttery flavor. Every one of them. Oh, like
0: <clears throat> how many? Every one of them? Three, four, five. Oh. Try butter flavored
1: crescents.
0: Fresh and hot, and Pillsbury says it. Best. I
1: have nice. always loved the Pillsbury Doughboy. Present day, as long as I can remember going back, I have just gotten excited when the commercials come on. I yeah. get excited when I see the food packaging in the store. <laughs> I don't totally know why I've always been such a big fan of him. So the Pillsbury Doughboy is pretty omnipresent. We'll get to his uh, trivia in a moment. Um, but he is, a, he looks like he's made out of dough. He's like a little guy. He's probably meant to be probably like maybe three or four inches tall. He's got yeah. a chef's hat on, as you might imagine. I think he's got a little like uh, kind of a handkerchief, neckerchief around his neck. Yeah. Um, big giant eyes, little smile. He's got little stubby arms and legs. And he talks in a really high voice like this mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh his, one of his trademarks, as well yes. as getting poked in the stomach at the end of the commercial that would make him giggle. Right. Um, and so Icon and all the Pillsbury commercials going way back. Um, so you talked about decor. So yeah. When my wife and I first got married. As a wedding gift, my parents got us an entire Pillsbury Doughboy kitchen, everything.
0: Uh, oh, my God. Were yeah. You, were you like crying in the fetal position because you were so happy? Or how did that?
1: I was happy. It was just a little much was the only thing about it. <laughs> It was cool because they knew I liked them. So that's why they did it. Um, But I was also like, hmm, (laughs) it's just a lot of stuff. So, um, but there were oven mitts, uh, magnets for the fridge, the the mat for in front of the sink, the cookie jar, the towels. uh, Yeah, everything was Pillsbury Doughboy. And things wear out and you replace them. So I don't really have any of that anymore. I think maybe we have one Doughboy magnet left and he's on our fridge. Um, But I have... I have a pinboard behind me. Obviously we're on a podcast, so people can't see it, but I do have a Pillsbury Doughboy uh, push pin up on my, uh, uh, my uh, uh, nice. pin pinboard there. And I am wearing a Doughboy t-shirt. I don't know if you can see it, but oh, uh, nice. he, is, he yes. is on the t-shirt. So uh, he still permeates, infiltrates my life. Uh, but yeah. um, you know, we don't have a whole room of the house devoted to him. Like we did in my <laughs> days of our marriage where the kitchen was all <laughs> Doughboy stuff.
0: Yes. Um, what was your wife's I, reaction when... That was a wedding gift. Uh,
1: I think she was less than thrilled about it, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah. I think because if you're going to decorate your whole kitchen with one thing, you want to have a choice in the matter, you know, so yeah. I um grateful for the free stuff. Certainly, you're always sure. grateful for uh, ge- people's generosity. But I think uh, it's a thought that counts. But I think, yeah, you kind of want your own say, especially when you're setting up your own home for the first time with your husband. You kind of want to make your own, <laughs> make all your own shots with yes. those kind of things and pick out your own things. So, yeah, it was nothing we'd registered for or anything like that. So, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a shock. I think, for her. <laughs> But no, it was so all awesome. free stuff. So we used it until it all wore out. <laughs> yeah so, oh, that's,
0: so cute. that's so cute though that your parents recognized that yeah that was something that you liked you know as, as much as yeah maybe took it to the extreme but that's nice that they recognized it yeah. yeah
1: no you're right you're right you know yeah. they, they really meant well with that um yeah and uh so yeah so let's see he's still used in commercials he's maybe not as prevalent as he was in the 80s 90s 2000s but he is still around uh created in 1965 um hmm. So, little-known fact: Pillsbury Doughboy is not his real name. His, what? Name. yeah, Pillsbury Doughboy is kind of like his job title, kind of. It's kind of mm. like his uh, his position is Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> okay. His name is Poppin' Fresh. Believe it or not, is his actual name is Poppin' Fresh. Can you believe that? Wow. I didn't know that for a long time. Yeah. Um, he started life as a stop-motion claymation character. Now he's done by CGI. They've made that transition. Probably less yeah. labor-intensive, cheaper, like you said. Yeah. Uh, in the 1970s, he had a whole Doe family that was in the commercials with him. Do you want to oh hear my. about the Doe family?
0: Yes, I, I do.
1: Copy <laughs> Fresh, depending on what commercial you watch, was either his wife girlfriend or sister <laughs> kind of rotated roles <laughs> oh, all, 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 all disturbing. Um,
0: <laughs> oh my god yes that is yikes poppy
1: fresh uh grand popper and grandmomer were his grandparents he had two kids popper boy well popper that was his boy that was his uh, son and then his daughter bun bun was the daughter
0: <laughs> oh wow. i would have thought it'd <laughs> be pop poppy for some fans. reason
1: yeah flapjack was his dog Discut was his cat and there was also uncle roly as well probably this
0: very disrespectful
1: probably the slacker uncle that uh slept in the living room right <laughs> and some,
0: i don't appreciate the body shaming that they did with the uncle that is not nice
1: uncle roly uh yeah yeah you're right i didn't think about that yeah good point <laughs> That's what uh, the, school,
0: the school counselor me that's where so where <laughs> my brain goes
1: yeah, no, you're you're not wrong to think about that. And, you know, it was the 1970s. Maybe that explains some That's of true. that, you know.
0: The good um, way to motivate somebody to get healthy is to, to <laughs> shame them. Completely mock
1: them, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like Ronald McDonald and like some of the others on our list, uh, like Mr. Peanut. Um, also, uh, Bill'sbury Doughboy has been a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade balloon several times. And whenever I see him, I just freak out. In fact, I think there's posts of... Uh, me on Facebook, where I'm taking the photo of the television, <laughs> you know, when the Doughboy yeah. Balloon is coming by. And I'm like, it's the Pillsbury Doughboy Balloon. like, my friend's probably like, I'm insane. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just a thing. So, yeah. yeah, he's my number one. And when we talked about doing this, there was no question what my number one would be. And it's the Pillsbury Doughboy.
0: Yeah. Well, such solid brand recognition with that. I'm sure that a lot of people would be able to identify that character if... Oh, yeah. Given a test, even maybe some younger, younger people as well. But I wonder if he's in the Macy's Day Parade, you know, as a float, is somebody responsible for poking him in the belly? Oh, during right. the, You know, that'd be pretty easy to do and be, would be pretty fine. But I guess they could run the risk of it uh, getting.
1: Well, I got to wonder over the years, related. they're doing the inflation process, you mm-hmm. know. Surely someone has done it. Someone has walked up to it and just done it. You know, <laughs> it, true. It made the noise. <laughs> right. I mean, I would if I was there, but that's how I think, you know. It's I, realize right. I don't think like a lot of people do.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be yeah, impossible not to. Impossible. Yeah.
1: To. yeah. I'd be too tempted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, that's a good that's a nice That's a good pick. It's amazing how those those things just stick with you, you know, when yep. you see them as a kid. And yeah, that's uh good good staying power and i would have thought that he was older than the 60s i would have thought it was something that was around for longer like some of the other ones like maybe the like 30s or 40s or something but
1: yeah I um I, i've noticed a lot of these are 1960s and i'm wondering if that was just the advent of television period like you had to have a visual kind of thing sure. to hook people in commercials and so that's where a lot of these characters started popping up um, yeah
0: when you know, you had... mean, yeah yeah
1: Snap Crackle Pop, I think you mentioned, that's the rare case of one making the jump from radio to right. TV. A lot of these made their debut in the television age. So I wonder if that was part of it. Are they just Plus, maybe there just wasn't the, you know, in the early days of uh, television, the very early days, maybe there just wasn't like the technology to like make the puppet look right or something. You know, right. I don't know. That's true, but...
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I think 60s were prime for homes. The percentage probably of people having a television in their home was probably... Yeah. Big, a, leap, a big leap there. So that makes... Way sense. way up. Yeah.
1: But you're not wrong, though. He seems very old school. Like, he would be from an earlier time.
0: Right. Know? Yeah. At least
1: be on the packaging, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right. So my number one, I think, was not necessarily number one because I was a huge fan of them or because they... Well, like I guess that does stir up some nostalgia, but I think it was... <sighs> I think it was more of just how like kind of um for lack of a better term, just kind of how asinine the whole thing is. It's just like absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and just yeah, and the and I'll there'll be a, something I'll share at the end, which is is the creme de la creme of why this is just so ridiculous. So my number one is the California raisins. <laughs> so oh yeah yes. uh, just ridiculous the whole the whole thing so the california raisins first appeared in 1986 and they kind of came out of this i don't know discussion concern whatever that the california raisin advisory wanted to work towards getting people to eat more raisins which that sounds like the most boor, boring job i can think of um oh like God. how can we get people to eat more raisins you know what i think well, here's my letter i'm just I don't, not even two weeks i'm i'm out um yeah i don't i don't yeah. i'm not interested in, in figuring this out but
1: imagine that game put on your to-do list at work you know right. it's like seriously right. <laughs> right.
0: yeah. right. send out the letters uh talk to susan figure out how to get pe- people to eat raisins. you know what i'm done, I'm
1: done. yeah i went to I've college had... for this really right
0: yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly so true <laughs> oh god so so this organization Uh, decided to get the help of a clay animation studio to put together some figures of raisins. And they came up with four raisins who had arms and legs. And guess what? You're not going to believe this, but they had gloves.
1: Of course they did. (laughs) And they
0: wore sneakers because that's... Of of
1: course they did. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because that's what I think of a grape. I think, you know, what a pair of... You know, Air Force Ones would just really add yeah. to this ensemble.
1: It's <laughs> the final touch that's needed there, yeah. right? Exactly.
0: So, of course, that's of course that's what they looked like. And in the first commercial that they were in, they perform a song, the infamous song called "Heard It Through the Grapevine" by yes. Marvin Gaye. I mean, fantastic song. Can't get any better than better than that. I don't know how they got the rights to that. How? Because I think Marvin Gaye was still alive at that point. I'm not really sure. Marvin
1: Gaye a lot of money. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> Cuz that was a real, you know, real downgrade from from that song. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so that was the first commercial and it was so successful and so popular that these fictional characters were given a record deal. I'm not making this up.
1: I did they not were, know that.
0: They were given a like an actual record deal and then this record company hired four professional musicians to essentially play these
1: Raisins. Musical reasons. Musical raisins. Yeah,
0: musical reasons. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And what the yeah. And so yeah. And so again, <laughs> this ridiculous. I mean, again, here's like here's the thing. Like you've you know, you studied at like Juilliard, you know, got vocal, tra- <laughs> you know, vocal training, worked your whole life. <laughs> and then you get asked, to, like, can you please perform physically animation raisin? I mean, like, you know what? <laughs> That was so disrespectful to my talent as a musician, but I'm not right. making any money. So, yes, I will do it. I mean,
1: I've really? gone from playing Mozart to this. You right. Know? Yeah.
0: Exactly. It's like, you know that I can play like Beethoven with my eyes closed, right? I right, want yes. me to be a raisin. Okay, great.
1: But, well, it pays the bills, is, I suppose. Yes.
0: Right, this is the lowest point in my entire life. So...
1: So, the parents yeah. are like, You're doing what with your music degree?
0: <laughs> right, exactly. I told you, I told you, you should have been a teacher, you know. Yes, I told you, you should have been a doctor. Now, yeah. You're, yeah. now you're the voice of a raisin grape. You <laughs> what are have the, I done?
1: where did I go wrong?
0: Yeah, right. your do not want <laughs> the Thanksgiving. I do not want you telling grandma that you are performing as a raisin.
1: <laughs> well Grandma! I'm getting paid for music,
0: right? Exactly. Well, that's nice, dear. <laughs> right, exactly. Don't
1: go into any more details. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Leave out the clay animation raisin part. Oh God. So, so the, this this asinine thing was very effective, and so raisins, because I I just specifically looked this up. Like, was the you know did the California raisins help people like eat more raisins and sales went up 20% Whoa! Okay. as a result of this campaign, if you will, this ad oh, campaign. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And a few years later, and I don't, I guess I vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember this, but a few years later, there was another California raisins commercial hmm. and this time Michael Jackson and Ray Charles in clay animation form. We're in the commercial yeah what i don't remember that at all yes and i'll I'll make sure to i'm going to include some you know some audio clips with this episode and one thing i'll make sure to include in the show notes is a link to youtube with the music video or whatever you want a commercial that had a clay animation michael jackson in it and ray charles
1: (laughs) what a time that was right exactly
0: (laughs) could you imagine telling somebody that you know some famous musician i don't even can't even think of a famous musician now because i don't listen to anything current but it's like you're gonna be Well, that's true. Know. Yeah. Hey, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Such- yeah. 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 <laughs> do you want to be in a commercial with some clay animation raisins? No. Okay. <laughs> and like, and
1: you don't actually get to be in the commercial. It's a claymation version of you. We don't right. actually know you in it, you know, even though you're right. super famous and an icon. No,
0: no, no. Right. right. I think Taylor Swift <laughs> would be like, and this meeting is over. Um, I'm really insulted that you even like threw that out to me as something to do. Right. Um, oh, word. Yeah. So. To to kind of go along with the the theme with the you know seven up spot at cool spot and Chester Cheetah, the California Raisins had their own Nintendo game, which I, I don't know what the premise of that game was, but I, I should look that up.
1: They did not. Oh they my did. God.
0: Yes. They had their own own Nintendo game, which what would that consist of? I, <laughs> I have no idea. Trying to get Hard. people trying to get people to eat them and fulfill the promise of the California raisin advisory, maybe, maybe so.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: very. That must have been riveting. Um, oh, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure kids walked away from playing that game like, Mom, Dad, I want some raisins now. <laughs> I remember I was craving for raisins. Right.
0: I don't know what it is, but I just really feel like having some raisins right now. <laughs> and you can also find California raisins on T-shirts and lunch boxes. And um, I'm going to say the I'm going to say this one piece for the end. Um, there was. I can't believe this. There was an Emmy nominated Christmas special that what? these characters were in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like a thing in the 80s too. I feel like it was there's like a Christmas special and then if the, if the Christmas special goes well, then mm-hmm. that might turn into like a series. So yeah. eventually yeah, the Calif- yeah. So eventually the California Raisins had their own Saturday morning cartoon, which again, I think they must have been performing um, What's the
1: premise of this cartoon? Yeah, exactly. What are they doing? yeah. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. A drought hits and then there's no more raisins. I mean, come on now. <laughs> right, so, with, the, with the drought. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. They had to stop making these commercials in 1994 because there was a sort of decrease in, in popularity and because they were so expensive to to make this these commercials because in 1994, we're still sort of in, you know, real clay animation Mode at this point, I'm sure you know CGI oh, yeah. is kind of becoming a thing, but mm-hmm. you know was very not expensive. sort of yeah very expensive to do, so they have just started to, to do right, it right exactly, yeah. And so this looking this up reminded me, and I completely forgot about this until researching for the show, is um we saw California raisins on ice, yeah. And their first
1: live tour, the California Raisins. Live in concert, exclusively for you. The California Raisins, now in Ice Capades.
0: WTHR Channel 13 is proud to offer youths and seniors $2 discounts to the Thursday through Sunday performances of Ice Capades did yes what
1: that was a thing (laughs) yes oh my god so we weren't
0: big like ice skaters or like ice capades or whatever but for some reason random we we caught wind of the california raisins on ice these big which probably looked really i mean who wants to look at a raisins they're not cute they're not like cuddle like who wants to look at a like a weird wrinkly yeah. Ball with...
1: Human-sized, I'm sure. They're right, little, yeah. they not like the little tiny things like in the commercials. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, with arms sticking out like an ice skating, how they could not oh. all fall and like ram into each other, I, I don't know. But apparently they must have been so appealing to us that my mom saw on a commercial or saw in the newspaper or something that these godforsaken... <laughs> Raisins are coming coming to town. Better take the kids. We should do that. Yeah, right. they're exactly. famous. Kids love them. Yeah. Right. Are you free on Saturday night? No, I'm not because
1: <laughs> I'm actually not, Mom. Yeah.
0: I'm going to see California Raisins. Right. So oh, call me next. Call sure. me next weekend. So yeah. I made a so note Big deal.
1: Pictures of this because I'm sure it's horrifying. Yeah. It, know? it, it not, is
0: horrifying. It horrifying. is horrifying
1: they can't not be horrifying you know
0: <laughs> right it's like you know what there are like you know people that have don't have homes and don't have food but you know what let's <laughs> turn this these clay animation you know raisins into superstars like really yeah is there not, a better, mean... is there not a better place that we can put the these funds Textbook you know?
1: case of like r- milking something to death, right? Right. Eating horse and do the ground. Right. Clearly, I didn't know they were still going concerned in 1994. Yeah. Holy cow. I thought right. like the late 80s they were done. I thought they were kind of came and went, but apparently right. not. Yeah. Jeez.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I think there was like, you know, stuffed stuffed animals, which just the thought of like, yeah. You know, like open a I'll
1: have a reason.
0: I can't sleep without my California reason. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean the monsters are coming here's that raisin you're like oh right
0: go. right. Is this is nice just is, <laughs> right this is just this is actually scarier than the <laughs> monsters that i'm imagining in my head so right. Um, i remember
1: what yeah. plastic figurines uh yeah those in the stores and yeah yeah, yeah. i thought Ooh. they just had a moment though i had no idea all this like stuff came out of that right oh my so, word so somebody had
0: like put together like an ice skating routine
1: yeah, for giant raisins, right? <laughs> like, right. Again, there's a choreographer, some poor choreographer.
0: Right, <laughs> like right. so I studied dance <laughs> and ice skating for 20 years. <laughs>
1: right. I was in the Olympics, right? Right,
0: and now yeah. I have to teach these. <laughs> I
1: was the understudy for Nancy Kerrigan, you know? And now
0: <laughs> exactly. So what you're know. saying
1: is that the California raisins are a conga line of professional humiliation, is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: right. If I was a professional ice skater, I would have been so thankful that I had that ginormous costume over my head so nobody could tell. No
1: one knows who you are, right? you see that. get more work because nobody sees my face.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Is there Again, any other...
1: Pays the bills. Yeah. True. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, laughing all the way to the... All the way to the bank. Um, I hope they
1: were all well paid. Everybody involved with it, you know. Yeah,
0: and I'll, you know what? Probably not. Um, yeah, actually, you know all
1: all went somewhere else. Yeah, right.
0: But probably all the all the all the free uh California reasons they wanted, though. I'm sure. So that would be yeah. worth it
1: for the rest of your life. You get free California raisins. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, oh, great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. This is the worst. Yes. So strange.
1: I had forgotten they weren't created to promote a particular product. You know, it's basically just the raisin industry, you know, like, I actually kind of forgotten, like, why they were created in the first place. I thought they were a a brand of raisins, you know, of some kind, and they were the mascot. I'd kind of forgotten about that.
0: Yeah, me too. I thought it was just, like, as a kid, I think I I just thought it was another cartoon, another character, like, not associated with anything. i just like, oh, California raisins, like, cool, like, beach, you know, there's all these stereotypes that we grew up. You know, grow up in the Midwest, you know, is like, oh, California is this like real exotic, warm, amazing surfing. Right. Sunny you know, all the time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, things. So I didn't even think, you know, connect it with like promoting uh, eating raisins.
1: Right. And they were cool, so, right? They were jazz musicians and one that yes. had a saxophone and, yeah, yes. Were, like all these yes. cool jazz musician raisins, you know? Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: Jeez.
0: Nothing wow. says jazz. Like, uh, Claymation, raisin. raisin. I mean,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, uh... <laughs> Crazy. Well, I'm going to go look up some yeah. of this stuff later because yeah. I am fascinated. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> um, So, yeah, so we have a couple of uh, honorable mentions. I think I've got I, two on my list. I don't do. know.
1: Okay. I have two as well.
0: All right. So, uh, yeah, why don't, we, why don't you start us off with your uh, honorable mention?
1: Sure. So my first honorable mention is uh, Mrs. Butterworth, uh from 1961. And uh, just a couple notes about her. Um, I always thought she was cool, uh, because the packaging is shaped yeah. like her, you know. Mm-hmm. You get that bottle of pancake syrup and it's shaped like Mrs. Butterworth. I always thought that yep. was neat. I can't believe yeah. really that about too many things, you know. Um another case where in the commercials, if you're like if that was me. I would be terrified, screaming, running out of the house. Because what mm-hmm. happens? People are eating breakfast, and oh, you know, it'd be really great if we had some syrup. And the bottle starts talking to them. Oh, well, syrup oh, on your pancakes. Everything will be fine. Like, no, they're always like, "Oh, thanks, Mrs. Butterworth. I'm like, no, 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 no. that's not the reaction in that situation. Right. It's not Realistic at all? Um, like,
0: like we are about to be poisoned. <laughs> It, right. That's what I'd be thinking. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on here? Um, so yeah, she stands out just uh, the big reason is uh, besides the the commercials that make you scratch your head, um just that yeah, that the packaging is shaped like the character. I, th- I always thought that was pretty neat. Um to go to my next uh, honorable mention. Do you want to sure. give you, yeah. your yeah, okay.
0: you can go. Yeah, go ahead.
1: My next honorable mention and last one uh is uh the cookie cop and the cookie robber. Um interesting because they are f- truly from the 80s. Uh they do they represent uh the cookie crisp cereal, yep. Um, which has changed mascots over the years. It's kind of interesting. Cookie cop and cookie robber are no longer a going concern, they are done. Oh wow, uh, That's,
0: I'm surprised that oh, I didn't realize that. I thought I was I yeah. thought for sure they were still the mascots, huh?
1: No, um, they had a series of commercials, you know, where the kind of like the Hamburglar, you know, the cookie robber stealing the cereal and the uh, cookie cop is chasing him and capturing him, uh, yeah. you know, and those kind of hijinks with the two of them. They were discontinued in 2005 by a character called Chip the Dog. Uh, Chip was a sidekick to the cookie robber. So the cookie robber had a pet dog that kind of followed him around. Eventually, mm-hmm. the dog supplanted the two human characters and became the main guy. Eventually he was changed to a wolf. He's actually a wolf now um, named uh, I think, I think it's still chip chip the wolf. Um, And he has, and he howls, he goes, cookie crisp is his thing. Yeah. Yeah. and I think he's still a thing. I think he can still find the boxes of Cookie Crisp when he's on them and he's in the commercials still. Um, so, yeah, Cookie Cop and Cookie Robber, you know, for the purposes of a retrospective, you know, pop culture podcast. It's interesting to, you know, nostalgia, think back about the two of them because they truly were the 80s and the 90s. And then, boom, they were gone and they're no yeah. longer around. So of all the ones on our list, you know, uh, in addition to some of those McDonald's characters, like they are no longer, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, right. anything you find in the store. Yeah.
0: Wow, so yeah, funny! Those how are my
1: honorable mentions.
0: Nice. Well, it, those are those are great ones, and it's funny how, in the eighties, a mascot that is an individual that has broken out of jail and is a burglar is like cute, you know? <laughs> right. Just it, was, you know, yeah. Right, right now, it'd be like canceled, you know? Yeah, it's we safe don't safe.
1: want kids emulating this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Don't aspire to be a dog that steals stuff. Don't do that.
1: That's not right. Good. I know, I know, yeah. right? Yeah, the hamburger was a thing. Um, like like we said earlier, half those cereal commercials were like kids stealing the cereal or the mascot right. stealing what's the cereal. Stealing?
0: Yeah, what's the call stealing? Yeah, and yeah, to this and to this day, if I'm there's like a couple of like weird, not that I'm a very fashion conscious person by any means, but if I am ever wearing a I and I do have one, I have like a black and white striped shirt, and every single time I wear it, I'm like, I feel like I'm the hamburger. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm in the mood to be the hamburger today. <laughs> I'm like out in public. It's like nobody else is thinking that except for me, but I you know. <laughs> um
1: Pretty but, easy to uh, make a Halloween costume out of the Hamburglar. I think I've seen a lot true. of people do it. You can pull that yeah. together pretty easily. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, well,
0: just the name Hamburglar is so genius that I don't Oh, I know. know why that, you know, they should really bring that back somehow in a way that, I don't
1: know. They could know. do a lot more with it, I feel. They yeah. Could.
0: They, they, they yeah
1: where's the imagination i don't know
0: yeah exactly All about the
1: big cafe now they want to be like starbucks and right like, oh, go back to your roots go back to the hamburglar that's how right. we fell in love in the first place with you mcdonald's
0: i know <laughs> exactly it's like who are you catering to it's uh apparently not you know not kids no,
1: no. kids yeah. are not wanting lattes yeah <laughs> right exactly yeah. frappuccinos um, no they're not
0: <laughs> right yeah so i i you know so, if McDonald's would like to hire us for some, you know, marketing stuff, we can make sure to leave our contact info. We in uh, are available. Yeah. yeah. Let's, you know, let's you bring can it find back. Me on yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. All right. So, I have, uh, yeah, two honorable mentions. My first one, totally forgot about until putting together the show, was Mr. Owl from the Tootsie Pop commercials. Mm. Very infamous, notorious, memorable character, which I don't. I don't even know if, I mean, I know tootsie roll stuff is still around, but I'm not sure how much they do with commercials and stuff on their packaging. I mean, I think they're the wrappers that are on the lollipops are still pretty much the same from what I can tell, but mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing any commercials or anything like that of recent uh, nature at all. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, yeah. So, Mr. Owl with the with the tootsie pop, um, he started being in commercials in 1968. As part of a new ad campaign for Tootsie Pops. And he was created by the Donner Company, which is an advertising agency that's actually still around. They've been around since the 1930s, and they're based in Detroit, Michigan, which I thought was really cool. That is cool. Yeah, because you don't you don't, don't hear about Detroit very much. And apparently there was a study done, I want to say it was like in 2015, and allegedly... It takes 997 licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, where the owl said it was three, which, I mean, come on now. That's not correct.
1: That's a big disparity, Mr. Owl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots of disappointing kids over the years. Yeah. Right.
0: You know? So, um yeah. So I think I, I think we liked Tootsie Pops as kids. I not something I have any interest in in having as an adult, but my kids certainly oh. like them and we still have I think a couple lingering from Halloween that may or may not uh get eaten. But uh lollipops as an adult just feel like a big sticky uh sticky mess. But to kids. Yeah. You know. So uh yeah, so that was that was that oh, one. With
1: patience with it. Like I wouldn't get to yeah. the That I'd be like, I'm done. I can't take the time to like, you know, get to the middle of this thing. Sorry. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and the middle is, middle is like gross. It just feels like it's going to no, and it feels like it. It feels like it's going to pull out my like nineteen eighties like silver fillings, you know. This yeah. Is like, this is not. There's a reason why I should not be eating these for, for many reasons, for new and old cavities. I'm just
1: really, yeah,
0: yeah, not, not going to do it. Um, and then my final one has has a some pretty strong ties to my sister, and that is the big boy, which is a. I guess, sort of like an animated character that was and still kind of is associated with the big boy restaurants, which I think at its height, and I think I did a show that covered this. I'm trying to remember. I think at at its height, there was, or peak, there was, you know, several hundred locations, but now there's not as many. I think now there's, as of 2020, there's like 70 um, locations. But brand recognition, seven in 10 people, at least in a couple of years ago, could identify the big boy as being associated with these restaurants. Wow. Um, Yeah. Which is just crazy. But now that there are so few, I I think that's probably gone down. Um, The restaurant chain has been around since the 1930s, which I didn't realize. And the big boy is based off of a customer whose name is Richard Woodruff. Hmm. (laughs) Who was, who was a frequent visitor of the Big Boy restaurant? Apparently, when he was a kid, <laughs> and yeah, this is just so funny to learn. So he really liked their double decker hamburgers so much that he would do extra chores around the restaurant, apparently, in exchange for uh, these double cheeseburgers. Which sure
1: laws being violated? There, right. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Why is this eight-year-old child mopping?
1: Mopping the floor, washing dishes.
0: Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, But it was worth it, apparently. Um, So he's kind of based off of that. And he became, you know, a big staple. And if you've ever eaten at a big boy or maybe driven past one, you'll know there's a, a little oh, yeah. kid um, who's a little r- around uh, child. They did it that way on purpose. Apparently, he was a, I mean, I guess if he's working for burgers, probably not the, not the fittest child ever. Um, yes. But hey. That's okay. Teach their own. Um, you know, you like what you like and that's okay. Yep. Um, so just kind of a, a, a round uh, little boy statue um, mm-hmm. holding a burger, I think on a like a little tray. And it kind of has like a hair spike in the front. And kind of the running joke in my family was at some point we ate at a big boy. I must have been in like elementary school age or something like that. And I don't, I think I ate like pancakes or I don't even really remember, but it made me like really sick. And I don't think I had like food poisoning or something, but it just did not settle well, ended up having to like, yeah. So, so then my sister like, you know, remembered everything. So then she would like to remind me, you know, every couple of years, you know, like I'm 25 and she's like, remember when you got really sick at big boy? I'm like, yep. When I was like five, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Um, But she ended ended up finding Yeah. yeah, Thank you for reminding me of yeah, time when my again in our family is <laughs> ongoing GI issues. Um yeah, no. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that. But she f- somehow found a um a piggy bank that was a big boy and oh. of course she sent that to me. And oh. I had that yeah, I had that piggy bank forever until I think finally like, the little hamburger that he was holding finally fell off and just could not be oh. like, re glued. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sad. Yeah. So, um, so she'd always bring that up, or if she, you know, would write me cards or something, like, hey, you know, your birthday's coming up, maybe we should go to a big boy. And it's like, <laughs> we went to Big Boy once in like nineteen eighty six. I don't have thought
1: memories of it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. And you have to bring it up like all the time, and you know, it's like you have been there like twenty five years. Why do you have to keep bringing this up? But right, um, yeah. And I was ran. I think I was in like Maryland with some friends of mine, and we. Uh, we somewhere near ended up being sort of near a big boy. We didn't eat there, but I made sure to have my photo taken hmm. with, the, with the big boy. So,
1: yeah. 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 Wow. So, I can't believe I didn't think about him because I yeah. love the big boy. Actually. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. him. And yeah. uh, I didn't even think to include him in my list. So I'm delighted that. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. Him. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I used definitely to have, have a him little
1: himself. figurine of him on yeah. my desk at work. I think I gave him to a coworker at one point. But yeah, I used to yeah. have a little plastic uh, doughboy. Uh, I think he was running like with the hamburger, like yeah. you know, holding it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know, now that you say that, it makes me want to get one for my desk. Cause I have a lot of my um sister's little kind of like knickknack
1: oh, um, cool.
0: uh stuff that she had. Yeah. So that should I should add that to the uh
1: make you think the of her. Question. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, you're um, not
1: uh, you're not wrong about those restaurants dwindling. Um, yes, we I don't know if there are any in Cleveland at this point. Maybe like one. There used to be more of them, and yeah, I think sometime in the 2000s they all just started yeah. trickling away. Where um, yeah. I went to college at uh, Bowling Green State University, uh, West. Of oh, Europe. nice. Um, yeah. Ohio, um, there was a Big Boy restaurant right on the main drag across from the campus. So, like, and it wasn't that expensive. So, you know, we would go there and you know have lunch or dinner there every so often. That was kind of the yeah. college student the place to go. Nice, and, oh, I uh, totally
0: would have to have some
1: memories. Yeah, and just yeah. Uh, my family's from the Midwest, so if we would visited my aunts or my grandparents, you know, we'd be going to yeah. Rich's Big Boy. And that yeah. was the thing; they were known. I don't know if it was a franchise thing, but like I saw those restaurants under different names. Over Mm -hmm. the years, like Eli's was one, Jerry's was another one, Frisch's was another one, and then just big boy. Um, I will tell you, we franchise, yeah. Yeah, it must have been because I remember growing up seeing that, just thinking that was cool. Oh, it's the same thing, but a different name. Wow. I was easily easily impressed, child. Um, (laughs) Right. uh, We just went, we did a weekend trip to Cincinnati uh, back in November, and we went to the American Sign Museum, is there Mm -hmm. like signs throughout the years and the uh, evolution mm -hmm. of signs? neon signs metal signs all sorts but um Mm -hmm. they did have a big like big boy like statue there and i took a you better believe i took a picture of it and i was was like it's the bad boy so (laughs) (laughs) i was i was freaking out uh seeing him so yeah i've always thought he was cool
0: yeah yeah me too very mid century modern sort of as they say now you know set it kind of thing and yeah yeah and
1: sixties uh, retro, fifties kind of thing going on there, Art Deco thing with him. I really, he has got the right. swooping kind of pompadour hair. Yes. Uh, he just seems so welcoming. I'm gonna eat my hamburgers, you know. Right,
0: the double, and if you can't afford it, just mop the floor and clean a couple of toilets, and we'll, we'll and get at yes. right? And then you'll be all set. You yeah.
1: make off the menu. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: What lessons are we teaching here? Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Um. Yeah, and I I forgot about this too, but in I can't remember. It might be in the first one in one of the Austin Powers movies. There is a, I don't know, if it's like a satellite or something. There is like a big boy that is floating in outer space, or if it's like Doctor oh, Evil's really evil lair or something like that, which I totally forgot about. Yeah, I haven't so, seen
1: those. That's a blind spot for me. I've never yeah. seen Bowers' movies. Okay,
0: yeah, they're pretty funny. I think they're would be funnier at the time than they probably are now. But I feel like we've watched, we actually watched some of them somewhat recently, and I still thought it was pretty, um, pretty funny. So, huh. um, yeah. Okay. But I think that that's – I think that's, like, Doctor – so there's a, a – you know, the villain in the movie is is Dr. Evil, and I think his, like, evil lair is, like, a, a, a big boy that's <laughs> floating in outer space. I think that's what it is. That's awesome. So, the
1: space station is, like, shaped like him, yeah. Right.
0: So just for that alone, it might be worth watching it. Um, I, but think I think so. Yeah, I think there's some, you know, kind of crude sort of um, humor, which I'm not always a huge fan of. But I think that there's – uh there's some enough funny enough sort of stuff to it and i do like mike myers a lot Me too. so from yeah. you know 90s stuff um so maybe uh maybe worth checking out just yeah like i said worth it for for that part when you see the the big boy floating around so
1: cool cool um, oh, yeah that's a good recommendation i gotta check yeah. that out always up yeah. for a, a big boy sighting
0: you yeah know,
1: especially on yeah the- places.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny how he brings that back. And that's why, you know, a whole generation of people became familiar with Queen really was because of Mike Myers really pushed for oh yeah Bohemian Rhapsody to be used in Wayne's world. It was going to be something else. I don't know if it was going to be like the Rolling Stones or Beatles or something like that. And he really Yeah pushed to have them have it be Queen, which um which is cool. So I think maybe maybe a whole you know new generation of people want to go to Big Boy even though they have like no idea what that even means when they saw that in the movie they probably thought that was like original to the movie. Right, um, about to
1: have a restaurant, a big boy restaurant in their town. Even right, from, at this
0: point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's not understanding the reference at all. But for those of us who do know what he's talking about, it's uh, it's quite quite <laughs> hysterical. So, um, all right. Well, this was hilarious this and was fun. fun, yeah, and such <laughs> a great idea. And I'm really excited because Jason will be coming back. I don't even know if I want to say I might not even say what the topic's going to be because it's just. I, it's, it's off just, the
1: wall it's, crazy. it's off the
0: wall i don't think it's ever been done so i think i'm just no. gonna yeah i think i'll just we'll just keep it to ourselves for now because it's just too spectacular so um <laughs> it's just genius great minds they like so yeah so so jason where can people find you on the on the internet in your in your books and and all sure. of the good stuff that you do yeah
1: Sure. You can uh, order and read more about me and my books on my website, www.jasonrlady.com. You can follow me on my social medias. I usually tell where I'm going to be signing books and so forth on there, as well as announcing new books and things like that on there, um, on the social medias. Uh, my Facebook is uh, Jason R. Lady Author. My Instagram is also Jason R. Lady Author. And my Twitter is Jason Lady Author, because there's not enough room for the R. So. <laughs> I had to leave it out because yes, that, that's how they roll there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's how you can find me. You can find out more about my books and uh, what I'm up to.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on, and we will see you again in January for yes. our super top secret show. So look forward to, to it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for bringing up this topic because this was this was a lot of fun.
1: Good walk down memory lane. Thanks, Amy.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this look back at some of the fabulous and memorable and bizarre food, beverage, snack, etc. mascots of the 1980s and 1990s with Jason. I hope you will join me for my next show where we will be taking another fascinating look back at some of the greatest decades of all time, the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, that is. Until then, be kind, be safe, and hold on to your memories.